right. It is Lopez Radio, episode 352, to be exact. Um, at Lopez Radio for all social media, lopezradio.com. Of course, it's where the podcast is. You're here. You can check us out on Twitch every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Joining me today is a gentleman who I had the pleasure of meeting and embracing at TwitchCon uh, this past year. And, uh, you know, we met via a, uh, a Twitch team called TBD. And uh, he's just an all-around great guy and also an audiophile, which I fucking love. He sounds wonderful. He sounds wonderful. Um, let me change the scene here. Hey, his name is Jay Brucifer, at Jay Brucifer on Instagram and Twitter. And then uh, you can check him out on Twitch, Jay Brucifer as well. He also hosts a podcast. It's called the Do As I Say, Not As I Do podcast. So be sure to check it out on all your podcast outlets. Bruce, what's going on, man? How are you? Chilling, dude. I'm just hanging out. It's uh, thought it was Sunday, then I realized it was Saturday, and I'm just like, you haven't been at work all week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually kind of a pleasant surprise, though, right? It's like, okay. Yeah, it's a little bit you know i should i should rephrase that it's pleasant under normal circumstances right there we go under normal circumstances a surprise saturday right an attack hug from a saturday like a surprise saturday surprise saturday surprise saturday <laughs> yeah surprise saturday surprise saturday oh it's saturday how's uh how's things <laughs> been treating you man like how like what's what do you think i was thinking about this this morning as i was sipping my coffee and making my notes i was like i was like what is the the biggest thing you miss right now because of quarantine and, you know, because of limited being out with people. People. People in general, just social. People in general. Social touching, um, social, just social anything, right? Social consensual butt slaps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just make sure that shit's consensual. That's probably been. Um, no. That's probably been the, the biggest thing. The restaurants. Yes. Restaurants breweries i mean i'm not i'm not gonna lie it's it's been like one of those just like it's bad but it's also good because uh me and uh and the lady have uh made a lot of different types of food and <laughs> <laughs> sorry i get no. a little hot and bothered when i talk about food that's fine no no big deal at all because uh i mean we're the same way like honestly me and the wife like to get out and 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 taste the culinary goodness that's around us because we're in a town that has that really good stuff. Um, and same, the problem tends to be when you don't have the option. Like we usually don't have an option, like not an option, but we usually don't have a problem limiting ourselves on a normal basis. Like, oh hey, let's just chill out. We went out to eat a couple times, you know. But when yeah. when the options removed completely, it's like it's all you want and. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you know what? I took this thing for granted. I want it every fucking day now. Just like remember that one time they went to the cheesecake factory? What the fuck? Can I go again? Is it open? <laughs> Can we go Never back? To the cheesecake factory. <laughs> um, I'm going, going back, back to restaurants, restaurants. Yeah, and 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 here's the thing. What I love. So this is straight off of your your Twitter profile. Beer cats and broadcasting. Right. Beer. Beer cats and broadcasting. Um huge. Breweries. Yeah, I miss breweries. Right I see background it. right there. This is one second. Let me uh 
Drunk beers, eat ass pet cats. Drink, drink beers, sorry. <laughs> drunk beers. <laughs> I that's I'm you know that's probably the biggest thing is is being able to because you know so you're a cat person. <clears throat> I'm a dog person. I love cats though. I do. Um, I'm an animal person. I truly yeah. just love animals. Absolutely. And one of the one of our favorite things to do on the weekend: grab the dog, go to a brewery, drink beers, meet other dogs. Breweries are probably the biggest thing I miss because you can just chill out. Yeah, and drink. Mm-hmm. I know you're. You're. So, we talked about this at, at nauseum. You're. A, you're a big craft beer fanatic as well. So I'm sure it's hurting you. Just a little bit. Like I'm trying to describe the hurt. It, it's not too much of a hurt, but it's like getting your legs sawed off <laughs> with no anesthetic. So you're like it's like it's like being a Civil War casualty. Yeah, you know, like. You know, you use your dick for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like losing a dick. <laughs> a secondary dick. Your beer dick. That tastes good. <laughs> okay, I just went some ways with that, and I don't know if I'm proud of it. I lost my I beer dick. I don't know if I'm proud of it. I don't know what's happening. You lost me a beer dick, or did I gain you a beer dick? No, I, lo- I lost my beer dick. Like, it's... Everybody's lost their beer dick. It sucks. Now I, w- I like to call it a can chode. <laughs> I will say that... Um, thankfully our local bottle shop, which is got, has yeah. an amazing selection. They had a really cool, like when quarantine was hot and in full effect, they had a great like drive through setup, you know, um, as long as you knew what you yeah. wanted kind of thing. Uh, now they're yeah. limiting people coming in and it, it, it hasn't been terrible. It's just part of, part of craft beer is the atmosphere too, though. It's not just sitting at home drinking, which is fun. Oh, no, it's, it's everything. It's the beer on draft it's the people that you meet there it's the people that own the the shops that end up being like fucking fantastic people mm. it's the whole it's just like bars but you don't get as hammered absolutely because you can't drink fucking vodka and shit like that it's pubs and breweries and stuff like that it's all about the social experience it's trying new things meeting new people and just having a fun time Absolutely. And, and the, you know, I miss that. And I miss the kind of like, it's, it's almost like a discovery, especially if you got some decent stuff around you, right? You got some good folks around you that make great beer. They're going to introduce you to some shit, you know, they'll introduce you to new things. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm in the Portland area, so we have not only the most strip clubs per capita, but we also have like the most breweries per capita um my drive home i i can see probably like five or six from the freeway and it's like the big ones like the the big ones like uh i don't know if you've ever heard of like laurelwood uh, i don't know if you've ever heard of shit everything let me think let me think let me think there's a lot to go through my head <laughs> We got all the time in the world. An, oh, all the time in the world. All the time in the world. Yeah, one that I pass by is Widmer Brothers. Okay. Like, I, I see that from the freeway all the fucking time. And then sometimes if traffic's bad, I'll just go off the off streets. And I pass right by the brewery. Like, right by that big ass building that has that golden goodness. Now, so you, you mentioned it already. You're in Portland. I've been to Portland yeah. a few times. I got I got some friends that uh, that live out there. They're getting ready to move uh, back to the East Coast, but they've lived out there a couple of different times. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I love 
I love the vibe out there. I know it's I know it's more crowded than it used to be. I know it's oh, a lot more crowded than it used to be. Um, the first time we went was probably six seven years ago. It was okay. one, wonderful. We went to you know we went to a Timbers match. We mm-hmm. uh, had all kinds of food. Went to uh, went to the uh, World of Books downtown. Oh, uh, Powell's. Powell's. Yes, so good. Um, and Dude, that's like five stories of book goodness. It's and it's just you just keep finding things. And like the last time we went, I noticed it was way I was way more crowded. Um, yeah, so that's probably been the last like five years or so. Mm. I moved up here about three years ago. Mm. Um, so I'm. I'm part of the problem. Um, but while it's still crowded, you if, if if you're patient and you know how to wait in lines, it's very good to you. Yeah, it's a, it's a rewarding place to be, right? It's it's just Oh yeah. Like the food, the atmosphere, um, the beer, the beer, <laughs> the food. Um, I, I don't know if I said food yet. I think we went to a few different places while I was there last time, but one of my favorite ones um, was Level Level Up Level Brewing. Oh, dude, that I I still have yet to go there, but I've had some of the beer and it's it's amazing, right? Yes, it's very delicious. <laughs> it's As, uh, it was yeah. just it was just cool because like their 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 menu is a giant arcade cabinet like everything's video mm-hmm. game themed and you're just kind of like exactly it's like i'm eight and drinking beer it's fucking awesome <laughs> so i'm british yeah 100 exactly <laughs> it's like i'm eight and drinking beer disclaimer i am not eight years old i am i am very very much a man in my 30s um <laughs> very much into my 30s <laughs> um but I, I enjoy the atmosphere out there. I, I, I know it's, I know it's a little more crowded and, you know, but like you said, a little bit of patience goes a long uh-huh. way, goes a long way. Let me just say that I drive about 25 miles to work. Some days it takes me 45 minutes to get home. Some days it takes me two hours. Ugh. Sounds like Atlanta, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, big cities, dude. I mean, I think Atlanta might be a little bit larger, so it's probably a little bit more spread out, but all our shit's just real fucking condensed. Yeah, Atlanta is uh, Atlanta's one of those places where you could do all the planning in the world and you're still going to be mm. almost running late. I don't care how early you leave, you're, gonna, you're going to be running late every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, I feel like that's anywhere that has a lot of traffic. Like... Yeah. You leave on time, you get to work late. Mm-hmm. Not because you didn't leave on time, but because something in the universe just wants to fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, my experience when I, when I was working in Atlanta commu- uh, and, uh, and commuting in and stuff like that was <laughs> if I leave really early, I'm like, I'm, I'm getting ahead of this. Then I go through with zero problems. And I'm there, and now I'm waiting the the extra 30, 45 minutes that I gave myself yeah, before yeah, I need yeah. to be at work. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... No, 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 no. Oh, no. It's a bad one. Um, where did you move in from? Um, not proud to say this. Uh, Bakersfield, California. Oh, the home of corn. The home of corn and methamphetamine. 
Yeah. Wow. And the abundance of racists. That's what I've heard. I've heard it's like. It's bad. And it's Southern California, right? Yeah, it's like. So. It's like. Here's Central California. Mm -hmm. Here's Bakersfield. It's like the top of Southern California. The whole. The reason that I know it's in Southern California is because one time I got the Southern California Disney Pass. Because that's the good thing about living close is you can go whenever the fuck you want till they raise the goddamn price of that to <laughs> astronomical. Yeah. Um, but as it, it gave me the discount, I'm just like, well, shit. I guess I'm in Southern California. Um. Yeah, it's it's weird how those places like when you're outside of California. Right? I've only been I've been mm. to Cali a couple times. Uh, one was uh, to, oh sorry, three times, two times for TwitchCon. Um, mm-hmm. And then one time for uh, just a trip that me and my wife did. We went out for a wedding in uh, Northern California near Sacramento. Um, mm-hmm. And then we actually just drove the PCH all the way down and left out of San Diego. Um, really cool trip. The one, it's like the one or the 101. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I think it's a uh, US uh, I just one. It's or... like one of the most scenic. It's one of the most scenic um, drives in the United States. It's amazing. It's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So many places stop. And she's a photographer. So we were we were stopping like every Same. 30 minutes, <laughs> every 30 minutes. She's like, I need to take a picture of this. I'm like, there's going to be more. It's like, Sorry. get your shutter speed up. Just take it when we're driving. Yeah. <laughs> Hang out the window. I'll hold on to the back of your pants. <laughs> I'm going to build a specific harness for you. <laughs> Which is like one of those movie fucking dollies. It's oh, yeah. Like, or you see those like crazy harnesses they build that they'll, they'll like hang oh off the God, side of vehicles dude. and be, they're filming at the same time. You're like, holy shit. That was, that's Just what my like, wife Are they needs. upside down? Yeah. That doesn't look safe. <laughs> um, like a wing walker, you know, like uh, people who walk oh, on the God. wings of planes. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that's no, 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 you know, obviously going from top to bottom, mostly uh, of California along the coast, like we met so many nice people, but, and being from being an outsider from California and only being a visitor, like you're just kind of like, this place is great. There's no way like, you know, bad people exist, but you feel like there's some places where being such a blue state, right? You feel like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to run into any kind of racial, racial problems, but oh, they're there. Here's the thing. Yeah. It's blue in the big cities. That's it. Smaller cities, that shit's mostly red. The only reason that it primarily votes blue is because the uh, all of the um, anybody that's in like legislative is in the big cities. So you're just going to be like, oh, well, I'm from bumfuck California. Yeehaw, cowboys and shit. And then you go to the city. It's just like, well, we actually made the make the rules, so kind of fuck you. Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of inverse. There's a lot of red in California. Yeah, it's it's an it's inverse here. I mean, it's mostly red in Georgia, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> then you have Atlanta, of course, which is mostly blue, and then mm-hmm. you have some pocket college towns, which I'm in one of them that that are yeah. that are blue. But for the most part, the rest of the state's red. So. Everything kind of leans red. Red means stop. Red means stop. Um, stop. Blue means I don't know what blue means, but red means stop. I'd have to say though, like even reflecting on 
the trips out to California, out to Portland and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, I think travel's the thing me and the wife are missing the most because that's kind of like our chance to go. And I mean, we're pretty well versed in the culture that's around here. She went to college here. I grew up here. So it's like, yeah, I know I, I'm, 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 I love this place, but I love to take in other places too. And that's probably what we missed the most. Cause we're just like, damn it. We had a, we actually had a trip scheduled a couple of weeks ago that we had done. We scheduled months back and obviously that's all canceled. And, <laughs> Just the little things, man. Getting out of town for the weekend, things like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we never really traveled all that much, mm-hmm. but I think after this, we're probably going to. Uh, we were kind of more homebodies than anything, and with this kind of me, I'm a social person. You know this. Yeah. My that's my that's my superpower. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Tell me when you met me, it wasn't like we already knew each other for like fucking five, six years. Dude, I, I like it was immediate comfort. I was like, I was like, I must embrace this other. man. I must embrace him now. Hold me close now, blow this radio. <laughs> um, but no, like we, we kind of figured out that human and human interaction is nice and uh, we need to go and hang out more. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. Like, I think it comes back to what we were talking about a minute ago. Like when the options taken away then you're like, Oh, that is important. Like it's so casual when it's, when it's there on the table. Yeah. When it's there on the table, you can be like, eh, I want to stay home. I'm good. Cause I'm, I I like being, I like being at home. Like I like my house. I like my studio. She's got her Mm. own studio and, and we've got, you know, the rest of the house. You in a basement? I'm in a basement. You lucky son of a bitch. No. We've got so an apartment. We (laughs) see that's, and I think that's what's kept us a little less stir crazy is the fact that we've got our own little spots and then we've got our our bedroom away from it. So we could walk away, close the door to the basement. And, and so I work for, I've been working from home. So this once work time's over, I can walk away from it. When you're in a small place, like in our last place, we were in an apartment as well, a a nicely sized one bedroom apartment with our with our dogs and uh she worked from home i did not but she did and since she didn't have a room to go to like her desk was kind of out in the what would be the dining area for most people she never really got to leave that so that stress never went away you know so it was like even though we're sitting on the couch watching tv work is just over your shoulder kind of thing and it's just kind of it really messed with it's just like you just hear that thing in the back of your head it's just like hi hey hey remember that report Mm -hmm. that's right bitch ready to go yeah these uh, voicemails i'm holding on to these voicemails see the light see the light blinking voicemails here answer me please answer me please yeah pick up the fucking phone but i think uh no it's just go ahead. i have i mean we have a two-bedroom apartment mm-hmm. we uh literally got one of the <laughs> bedrooms so i had a studio that was like this one of the stipulations of moving into where we moved into because we lived somewhere else beforehand and it had two bedrooms and we were just like, Oh, this is going to be like our guest room and stuff like that. And we realized this like, Oh, we don't have a lot of guests. And then I started streaming and then I decided, Hey, this is going to be my studio. And then when moving into uh, the new place, we're like, Okay, so we can't go less than one or less than two bedrooms because we need to have the area for you to stream. 
And I'm just like, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank um, you so much. I think that uh, I think it's super important to have have your creative space. Like it's it's always oh, yeah. been important to me. You know, coming from you know a mostly creative background in like in being in radio, doing podcasting. I mean, even if like she doesn't do those things, she has photography and art and shit she likes to do. But having that space is nice to be able to be like, I can close these doors. I can kind of dig into this without someone randomly walking by and distracting me from it. You can kind of lock in, yeah. right? It helps big time for your, if it just like, I know that I know people, I'm friends with people who, you know, they stream out in their living room. You know, they're sitting, they got a desk out in the living room and I'm just like, ah, that would drive me nuts. I can't do it. I cannot do it. I cannot fucking do it. The only time I can do it is if there's like a special little thing, because I mean, sometimes we'll, I mean, I say sometimes and I mean once, um, we uh, had like just like a little stream from our kitchen because we were making food. We were making a uh, little lemon, uh, little lemon cakes for the uh, premiere of uh, one of the seasons of Game of Thrones. Okay, because you know, you know, Sansa yeah. Stark's one of her favorite uh, dishes has to do with lemons. Yeah. Um, but other than that, dude, like I, I have to have my own space. Like I didn't know it beforehand, but I have to have like my own space that. I can set as my own that I can have my own backdrops in that I can have my own, I don't know, like creative feng shui, mm. you know, it's, it's calming to, to customize it a is. space that that's yours. I've been, I've been doing some customization. Like I, I love like your background looks great. Like the lighting, the, you know, the skateboards on the wall, like everything oh, yeah. back there. It's, it's amazing. That guy, that guy, my face, that's his face. It looks so good. Like it, it's it really is <laughs> he's zooming in on it. It's awesome. That's right. I zoom in on podcasts. <laughs> well, some people are no, watching on they, YouTube's. <gasps> there they go. They see it. But um that was actually sent to me by a friend. It's uh, somebody that watches the uh watches the stream and I'm just like he's like, What's your address? I was just like Hey? Creepy? <laughs> I got something for you. And then it came like a day later. And it's just like, here you go. Wow. And it was just a fucking skateboard with my face on it. It's in it's incredible. Like, oh shit. It really is incredible, like <laughs> how you forge these relationships with with uh you know, yeah. just by I mean, I did it with with radio and with, with podcasting for a while, and then um a few years ago I started streaming and you just all of a sudden you just get to know these these folks and then they 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 care about what's going on with you and you know, things like that. You know, we had one of our, uh, one of our pups passed away last year and, you know, it was a big thing for me and the wife, you know, that, that's, yeah, that, that's something we've taken I mean, care of for years. Thing. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, a few of them got together and, and they got this really talented artist to paint pictures of her. And I was just like, what the yeah. fuck? Like the whole crazy thing about, I mean, any type of content creation is the fact that you are starting out from nothing then you start building up like a community and you bring yourself to making like a safe space for people to express whatever the fuck they want to. And like, that's one of the most like powerful, powerful, I can't talk, just jumbling things together. That's like one of the most powerful things about like content creation and an online community is, is just like you 
built this place that people are able to just be themselves, feel comfortable, uh, confide in and everything like that. And it's, it's just like one of the craziest feelings in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's, Um, it's, it's wild too, because I, it still feels like imposter syndrome sometimes where I'm just kind of like, people are looking forward to coming in and hanging out with me while I play video games and talk shit. Like it feels like, all right, go on, kick in the door, drag me out of here. I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm sorry. Where are you at Ashton? (laughs) No, no, no. Like, so here, here's the thing with me. I never, before I started any of this, I didn't know what imposter syndrome was. I, I still have barely an inkling what it is, but I, I I think it has to do with you don't feel that you have earned or deserve the um, the success or not even success, but just the place where you're at. Yeah, the situation. The situation that you're in and uh, whether it be bad or good and stuff like that. Um, I still feel that shit every day. 100%. Like, I, there'll be days that I start. It's just like, honestly, I know nobody's going to be here, but I'm just going to have fun, whatever. Fuck it. Uh, then 50 people will be there. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, bitch, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably one of the most crazy feelings. Just knowing that in the back of your head, because I, I know that a lot of people are like this and a lot of people will tell you, it's just like, well, you shouldn't be like that. And it's just like, bro, that's the way I feel. But there are still times that I think it's just like, what the fuck's going on? I ain't shit. And that's like one of the the things that a lot of people like battle against, like that they're like imposter syndrome or the feeling of unworthiness to having, uh, I guess, your community or your audience or whatever the fuck, no matter how big or small there are, there's always going to be that imposter syndrome and that always that feeling of unworthiness. Yeah. It's we got a little bit deep here. No, I, and and I love it. I love it. I love getting deep with Jay Bruce. Um, but like that one night <laughs> there was that one time in San Diego. Um, but like, yeah, but it's it, but like, I think people also, it's hard to let them know what that feeling's like in that it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like, I'm thankful. And I'm just like, wow, I'm very lucky. It's like feeling, it's like feeling fortunate. Yeah, You're fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the people, the one good thing about the people that have a lot of this is like, they might say like, I don't deserve this and stuff like that. But when they are, are on that big, like that big up, I guess, because I guess it has its ups and downs. Uh, that big up, you can just tell how grateful they are, how thankful they are, like how much the community, not even the monetary value of it, but the people that are coming in there every day, the people that are there every stream, the people that talk in their discord, the people that talk fuck wherever. Um, you can tell that they are so grateful and they're so just appreciative of everything they've, that they've been given. And they're just like, well, I didn't work for this. And nah, bitch, you worked for it. Sure. Worked hard as fuck. Broadcasters, in my opinion, are some of the most hardworking people because the thing is they're not getting paid hourly, so they don't give a fuck about hours. They're working tirelessly to bring you quality content and make your shit, uh, make their shit as good as possible. And a lot of people are just like, oh, you turn on the camera and you're good. It's just like, bitch, I'm sorry. Um, Does this just happen? (laughs) Now, that took a week 
of me trying to figure that shit out because there's no tutorials on it. Well, and, and you know, I was talking to, I had, I had my buddy, uh, Ape Fist on in the last episode mm. and, uh, you know, he's a partnered streamer and he's okay. very laid back. I, I, I mean, honestly, I've gotten to know him really well over the past couple of years and it's, it's, it's wild. You know, we were talking about the other day, like it's wild to see just how fast things pile up. Like there's no way, Yeah. there's no way for me. Like I look at my, my stream deck, which for those who don't know what a stream deck is, it's just basically a device that lets you fire off a whole bunch of different things, change your scenes, do all kinds of stuff. Like I look at my stream deck and I'm like, there's no way I could do this. Like sit down and put all this stuff on here. This is like years of me just dropping random things oh, yeah, here and there. I, I recently just went over it and simplified it. I utilized the beauty of folders. Yeah. So the thing is, I hate myself sometimes. <laughs> I have a stream deck that, you know, has an infinite, infinite amount of macros. Another way of explaining a stream deck is it's a digital macro pad that you're able to put folders into and it has direct integration with most, uh, most softwares that you use for streaming. I'm a big keyboard aficionado. Ed, oh, yeah. If you didn't know. Oh yeah. So I have that. I have two keyboards, two mice, because I have two PCs. Mm -hmm. But like most of my things, like my this guy. And, and most of my zooms are all actually on an external macro pad because sometimes I want to do that shit off the fly. And I don't want to go searching through, you know, a bunch of folders. Yeah. Um, so I'm also building another one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You you build keyboards too. Yeah. I uh, solder them, program them. Programming is really easy because there's a tool. Don't think I'm smart as hell. <laughs> I'm just good with my hands. Ask, ask Lopez. <laughs> He's wonderful. Um. Shh. But yeah, like it's it's an amalgamation, right? And and it's the same thing. It's the same yeah. thing with your with your community. Like all the mm -hmm. all the people that I interact with on a on a nightly basis when I stream weren't all there at the same time. They didn't just show up in a, in the room together. Like, hey, no. what's going on in here? It's it's just like I heard you're cool. It's <laughs> slow. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's slowly building that relationship. No, yeah, and and then you know sometimes people will show up every once in a while and then they show up a little more right like it just yeah it's it's getting to know people and, and it's amazing the amount of information you learn about people over time you know you're just kind of like exactly like if someone pops in you're like oh man how's that certification going and they're like you remembered i did that i was like yeah you told me about it like <laughs> <laughs> but which that's how i usually respond to everybody who talks to my shit <laughs> um no it's just it, it's like it's exactly how friendship works because it is friendship. It's making friends with people you've never met on the internet. And it's a beautiful thing. <clears throat> yeah. Was, so good. You never, you never really like all of your friends. You don't meet at the same time. Like you said, it's a, it's an amalgamation of meeting somebody, the meeting, another person, the meeting, another person, the meeting, another person, and the meeting, another person, the meeting, two people, the meeting, four people. And it just builds up. So much. And the thing with it is like your community is not always there all at the same time. If that were it, we'd all have like 700 CCV. Sure. If you guys don't know who that, that is, that is concurrent viewers, concurrent viewers, concurrent viewers, <laughs> concurrent um, viewers, concurrent viewers. Okay. But no, it's just like 
the community you build is people that show up at different times. Nobody's always going to be there at the same time. Um, so you just meet these people, you learn about their lives, you invest yourself into their lives as they've invested themselves into your life. Just like you'll have viewers that come in, it's just like, yo, how was the interview? Or yo, how was, uh, I heard you went to whatever yesterday. How was it? Did you have fun? Mm -hmm. It's like they invest as much as you invest in them. Mm -hmm. And that's like the beauty of community. Like I might not have the biggest community in the world, but I'm biased in saying my shit's the best. I think a lot of broadcasters, be it YouTube, be it podcasting, be it Twitch, like mm. I think a lot of them are very aware of that, but I think there are quite a few that aren't aware of that. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you see them, you interact with them. Yeah. You're just kind of like, dude, people want to show up and see you. Like it's show some fucking interest. Well, show show some interest. You know, if you're going to set a time, set a time and and show up as much as you can. Like no one's going to yeah. no one's going to be mad at you if you need to take a day off here or there. But oh no, that's the thing. Yeah, like there are so many. Okay, so with everything that started, uh, be it you know CV nineteen and everything like that. I know that YouTube kind of doesn't like hearing that, so you're welcome. Um, <laughs> but. I, I figured out that I actually have a decent bit of anxiety and um, I, I guess I've always had it, but it really, really surfaced during this. So like I personally, and, and also it had to do with, I, I was not in the best place, you know, streaming wise because my, my mindset was just dog shit. I, I really was very, very down on myself. I'd, I'd hit like a, a huge peak and then things went down and I had like a real, like unrealistic goal for myself and I didn't meet it. And I just, I really, I really took it hard. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I felt bad for telling that my community, like, hey, I really need to take like a week or two off. I need to make sure that I'm mentally there because the content that I'm bringing you is fucking subpar and you know, I can't handle that. And then like a lot of them came back with, Hey, why the fuck are you apologizing? Don't apologize. Take care of yourself. Like we don't give a, a shit about your stream. We give a shit about you. And like, that's one of the biggest, like most gratifying things that has ever happened to me was knowing that there are a bunch of, people that started out as strangers on the internet that some of them, I don't even know what the fuck they look like, but they give so much of a shit about me that they're like, what the fuck are you still doing here? Go rest. And it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that that's, uh, that's something I've noticed throughout quarantine as well. Um, you know, be it someone who is having to work from home, be it someone who maybe got laid off their job. Um, yeah. I've got all those folks, people who are still working their job as normal. Like it just depends on what they're doing. So you got all those varying stages. Yeah. And it's, it's wild because you can see how it takes that, takes that toll on folks. And, and I've, yeah, I'm, you can see the effect. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in, I'm the in the boat of everything. Yeah. I'm in the boat with you too. Like I definitely, there's been, times during this you know however long we've been going through this 12 weeks at this point 
something like that, 12, 13 yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's been a few months. It's been that, like four months. That I've been like, man, I really feel like crap right now. Like I really just am not motivated because, mm-hmm. you know, you're just, you're just, you just get overwhelmed and you might not even know yeah. it's anxiety because <clears throat> maybe it's something that never reared its head in this way before. You're just kind of like, why do I feel yeah. like shit? Why do I feel like garbage right now? And, and, and like, maybe why it do is. I feel worthless. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, you know, you've, being like being it's it's highlighted that and you said it earlier being social is so important like it really is whether it's just casual social go, going out and 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 even going out now when when going to get essentials there's just an extra bit of anxiety, anxiety there because you're like am i being safe am i is that person being safe am, am i picking up a box that 10 other people have touched like it's it's just stuff mm-hmm. that's now that you didn't have gloves. To, right it, like it's stuff that you didn't think about before if I wanted to go buy no, a pack of Ritz crackers, I go and buy a pack of Ritz crackers before and, I, and I'm out of there. I don't think about how many people might have picked it up. You know? Exactly. And like the thing is, it's like we've never had to deal with it. This is new to everybody here. Uh, but there are countries that have been doing this for years and they're just like, <laughs> welcome to our world, motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, and we we take for granted. Uncleanliness, I guess. Yeah. Because now it's like, the like shit. I had like a good old fucking rash on this right here because I kept scrubbing so hard because I was so fucking nervous. Mm-hmm. And it just a lot of the social interactions that people take for granted are really just like they're they're coming to the forefront of their minds and they're just like shit 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 um but us as like broadcasters we have a tiny bit of a buffer we don't have you know like that overwhelming fear that people have when it comes to social interactions because we've already we're so fortunate to have the people that watch us that communicate with us that will literally sit in a call with us and hang out uh get on a big ass zoom call and just hang out with a bunch of people from the internet so while we're kind of still missing the physical interaction and like the high fives and the butt grabs and the hugs, mm-hmm. we all know that our friends butt grab each other all the time. <laughs> That's a kind of a given. Um, we have that buffer of virtual butt grabs. Yeah. <laughs> coming in and putting like exclamation point beer. If you guys didn't know, that's one of the commands on my, on my, my Twitch. Just, just saying, um, <laughs> but no, you have those virtual highs, which are like virtual high fives. Like you put in like uh, you go into a Twitch chat and you put in, hey, guys, that's a fucking wave and high five. It's it's that weird buffer that people as broadcasters have because of the direct live interaction with people that we fortunately get to, you know, experience. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how that can vary socially as well because i you know i was lucky enough to get to before everything kind of got the way it got like right before Mm -hmm. i went to pax i went to pax in boston and um i met it was weird like i feel like i met and got to hang out with and get to know a lot more broadcasters on a different level than when you go to a twitch con right it's it's a little oh yeah i mean everybody's not in like everybody's not in promotion mode you know Everybody's kind of relaxed. I I wasn't, even though y'all got some fucking koozies. (laughs) But like what I'm saying is like 
more people are in that promotion, like how can I help myself get better? Because that's what something exactly. like TwitchCon's about. It's a business thing. It was amazing to me to meet some broadcasters that when you go to their channel, they're loud, they're boisterous, they're having fun with their chat, they're fucking super social, they're having a great time, and then you meet them in person, and they're like, really meek and quiet? Really reserved? Because yeah. they're they're outside of their, their zone, right? Comfort it, zone. Yeah. yeah. My comfort zone is everything. <laughs> you can attest I'm literally the same. My comfort zone is planet Earth. <laughs> my, comfort zone, my comfort zone is inside you. I mean... On you, around you. Uh, hold me? <laughs> no, like I'm, like like you said, there are people like you, they're, they're very loud and like you said, boisterous on their, on their shows, but they're like really meek and everything like that in real life. And it's just like, you think about it and it's crazy. It's just like, you really realize like it, entertainment is entertainment. There are people that put on a, a, a persona, I guess. They put on a persona and they let people, they let the people be entertained. Me, my persona happens to be me. 100%. I am naturally loud. <laughs> I'm naturally an asshole, but in like a good way. Right. A fun asshole. A fasshole. A fasshole. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it, it's crazy seeing like, like you said, like with, with a Twitch con, like I met so many people that are just like, so different than how they are on camera and i'm just like like i don't take them as like disingenuous at all like i i realize that it the persona is to give inter entertainment to people and but it's just like crazy that you can tell like the people that are genuinely themselves on stream and people fucking love it like being genuine and having like that sincerity as a broadcaster or anything like podcaster, uh, like the whole broadcasting spectrum, the, the whole umbrella that happens to be broadcasting. You can tell how many people really just gravitate towards the people that are truly themselves and they're just a naturally fun person to be around. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it, it creates more of a, um, more of an organic type of community, right? So mm. we've all been, we've all been in, you know, a a chat where there's a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people. Yeah, you're not getting like no one's no one's connecting there. You know, no, no one's, one's getting that interaction. Absolutely not. The whole point of Twitch is to interact with your audience. It's it's very it's very different, right? Like so, it's mm -hmm. that's that is more akin to, and it, there's a place for it. Fine, there's a place for it. Yeah, it's a, it's more akin to watching a TV show. Like it's it's exactly. more of a TV show a than it YouTube is video. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know, man. Like I, I really, it's it's interesting to observe how people approach uh, Twitch and approach and it just broadcasting in general. Me and Ape Fist have had mm -hmm. like several long conversations about it here on the show and 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 you know via chat on Discord and stuff like that. Um, the thing I noticed the most. And, uh, and, and you kind of touched on it earlier when you were talking about like how you've been feeling lately is like, I think a mm -hmm. lot of people are really quick to set unrealistic expectations. Expectations. Yeah. It's all about, yeah, it's you, all about tuning in those expectations and, and, and keeping them to something that's attainable, but that still requires work to get there. Exactly. And, and the thing is like the one thing that I really, really, I, I did and I, 
not really regret because it, it led me to like to grow as a person, to grow as, you know, somebody who's, you know, dealt with it and it came out the other side. But like the thing is, it's like you can set those expectations. You can set those like goals or whatever. But when you don't meet them, just don't take them personally. Don't take it as like, I fucking failed. I'm done. I fucking hate this shit. Take it as like, okay, well, I didn't get it this time. But, you know, I learned where I need to go from here. I learned what I need to do. I learned like the little bits that I need to tweak to kind of get a little bit closer. Instead of being in as like, I have this goal, I need to meet it. You need to have like a goal, a mid goal, another mid goal. You need to have those goals that meet up to that giant goal. And that's like the one thing that like I wasn't thinking about when I set goals. I was just like, oh, you know what? I had a fucking good month this month. Let's fucking get it. You know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's go. But I really should have been like, you know what? I want to get to this one big part. Like, I mean, the huge, the thing with like most Twitch broadcasters is they have that overarching goal of getting that fucking check mark. And a lot of people don't understand, like, you really need to have so many little tiny goals. Why is my cat in here? Um, <laughs> I didn't notice she was in here. Um, you need to have those instead of you need to have like a 10% step, a 20% step, a 30% step. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to go fucking crazy. Unlike Drake, you can't go from zero to 100 real quick. No, you can't. And, and, and here's the thing. No. There's. I think that there's an unrealistic outsider's view of what that check mark means, what that verified mm -hmm. check mark means. Um, because yeah. I've talked to a, you've talked to a lot of, and I've talked to a lot of partners. I have a lot of friends that are partners, and it's just like they're like, "Nah, man, it's still the same grind. Like nothing, nothing. Oh, it's automatically changed overnight. Literally, just the beginning. Yeah. Well, if if like anything, you get that check mark. It's cool. It's like I've been validated. What am I doing now? If, That's literally that. It, so how I view the check mark because I'm not even gonna fucking front about it. I want that shit. Do you want that shit? Sure, absolutely. We all want that shit. Yeah. That is the thing as somebody who's not a partnered broadcaster on any platform. It's like that is the, the the goal that you strive for because that is what you see the successful people having. Uh, but what you don't realize is that check mark, it just, there's a door that's slightly open as, say, an affiliate. That that check mark as as a partner opens it a little bit more and you just have to work on more shit and more shit to slowly open that door until that motherfucker comes off the hinges. Mm -hmm. And that's when you get to like, you know, Lupo size or Tim the Tatman size. I like to call again, that. That's, I like a, that's a whole different fucking ball game. That's not even live interaction anymore. That is putting on a show, reading a couple fucking tips, reading a couple lines of people that have fucking subbed and stuff like that. It's a totally different set of entertainment. Yeah. And that's, that, that's a level I like. So those guys that you mentioned, Tim Lupo, yeah. any of those guys that is called like, that's when you've reached an undeniable level. You know what I'm saying? Like, like as far that's, as, as far as like, all right, I know if I go live at bare minimum, I'm going to have X amount of people there. Right. Yeah. Very different. Which on some of them, it's like thousands. Mm incredible it's like it's you like get, you get me in that 200 300 fucking viewer mark 
I'm alive. Get me in that five viewer mark. I'm also alive. Absolutely. And um, from talking to, you know, and, and just, just as, cause I do have people that listen to the show, watch the show that have nothing to do with Twitch. Right. So yeah. the check mark we're talking about is, is becoming a partner with Twitch. So that means you're, you're able mm-hmm. like in their eyes, you've met enough uh, stats to become a partner have a few more, you know, have a few more liberties and, and things that you can share with your community. Um, up until that, you you are either, you know, a community member or an affiliate, which is kind of like an in-between the two things. Yeah, um, yeah. so community member is pretty much you just started either streaming or you just watch shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, affiliate is you met some minimum requirements, which are very minimum, and you can meet those in like a fucking week. Yeah. If you just do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the partnership is like the end all be all quote which unquote. is not yeah quote unquote end all be all it, it's pretty much the top the top status i guess for twitch mm-hmm. it's the it's like having a check mark on instagram or twitter or being like a verified youtube person yeah because i don't know what that's called <laughs> just a youtube person yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. I think I mean, they just call it, it verified. Is a partner, I guess. Yeah, it's a partner, but I think they lean on the verified thing a little more, just like Twitter. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah, just a verified account, whatever. But yeah, no, it's. You. Once you hit that, a lot of people that I've talked to that are partners, they're like, nah, no, 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 no. You haven't made shit. You are essentially just starting over. You might have a little bit more of a, a built-in community already, but you are starting the fuck over. You just have a little bit more clout. Yeah. A little you more credibility, quote-unquote. Yeah. You have a little bit more... Um, that verified badge is essentially just something that, sadly, companies look more into. The one thing that I've noticed is like you have a little bit more credibility with companies, like I, I guess, in the gaming industry and the broadcasting like twitch sphere i guess mm-hmm. um but like i've seen affiliates that are killing it just as much maybe more and that's why they're partners now <laughs> right i've uh i mean from a lot of the partners i've talked to they're like that check mark just means now it's time to do real work more work more work that, that yeah. you're still you're 100%. still in the middle of the hill you're not at the top of the hill just keep fucking going man yeah, you're don't even fucking pretend. Well, in in the <laughs> road 100% real. Don't pretend that you've made shit. Yeah. The road the road to that too. So many people burn out. Like how many how, you you can probably attest to this. How many people have you watched casually or or you know, very very actively they make that push. They work really hard. They get the check mark and then all of a sudden they're fucking gone. Oh yeah, so so the thing is also it, it, it has to do with them just putting so much time and so much work into it. So I, I've seen this happen so many times. It's just like when you stream or put out content for seven days straight mm-hmm. for a year, you're going to end up hating it. Yeah. It's not, well, not even the hating it, but you're just going to be like, why the fuck am I doing this? And then you're going to take a long hiatus. And then there's the people in the community that, um, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but there are some people that decide, hey, this person is going for this goal. Let's help them meet this goal. Let's build them up. 
meet this goal and hell yeah. And then when they meet it, they're like, all right, job's, uh, job's done. Let's fucking go. Yeah. And like the, the whole partner push thing, like I, like I made it apparent to my community. It's just like, yeah, no, this is, this is the goal at some point. Like I want to be this just so I have this. And truthfully, it's not even because I want doors open for me. It's just because I want that validation for myself. I want, because personally, and not to sound like a cocky asshole, but I believe my content's fucking amazing. I believe that I have some fucking grade A USDA approved prime content. Mm -hmm. And like, I see myself as in my own head, a top creator for the platform that I'm on. Um, I want validation for that. I want myself because I'm going to be hundred percent real. I'm a very positive person, but I'm also a negative fucking asshole (laughs) when it comes to myself. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a, you get that with a lot of creatives, right? They're you're really, really, and that's a, that's been a theme on this podcast for fucking ever. Like, Mm-hmm. People who are creative, people who create content, people who put themselves out there and their work out there, be they an, an artist or um, or or any kind of any kind of thing that's something you created and put out there. I've got friends that like my tattoo artist, one of the most creative and and amazing artists. Whether he's painting or doing tattoos, mm-hmm. you still you he still has a hard time taking the compliment, right? Like he's he's still like ah whatever, you know. He's he plays it off because I think a true artist or a person who's truly putting things out there, um, they, they there's also there's always a, a slight bit of dissatisfaction with something, you know. There's something that you're like mm, I could have done that better, even though you pulled it off like flawlessly in everyone's eyes, right? You're like yeah, but I slipped up right here. Even though no, you know, maybe no one noticed that, and a lot of this stuff can can translate to any kind of profession, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're pushing for that big promotion. Maybe that's your check mark. Yeah, no, it's it's a natural part of being part of something is to want to move up in the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Like you're a peasant, your ass wants to become a knight at some point. Yeah. You see peasants always wondering, it's just like, when am I going to get this knighthood? Oh, blah blah blah. Then when you're a knight, you're like, no, no, I want to be like. I want to move up. I want to move up. I want to move up. Progression is a natural part of, I guess, the human experience, right? Oh yeah, and it starts to feel stale if you're not if you're not working towards something. It starts mm-hmm. feeling really stale, stale um, and stagnant. And and I we I think we've all been there, right? We've all had that yeah. that time where you're like shit. And honestly, we were we've been talking about how quarantine's been affecting us. I think that it's made made us feel that quicker you know what i'm saying like i think i think the fact that you can't you have more time to put into things well and things like creation need yeah experience right you need to be Mm -hmm. able to go oh i was out at the store today and i found this thing or i was you went to the brewery the other day and i met these people and they were amazing and this is what we talked about like it's so many ideas that you're not getting right now yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now it's just like I was on Amazon and I saw something and you're like, oh, fuck. And I clicked it. Here it is. You know, it's I clicked like, it there. Sick. Um, I do. Um, so so kind of related to Twitch, but not so much. Um, mm-hmm. You are you 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 love audio. Clearly, you sound amazing. You sound great. Do I? Yeah. And 
Tell and, me how I sound. <laughs> tell me how amazing I sound. Um, and you love broadcasting. So do you, what got you interested in it? Do you have a history in broadcasting? Like what, nope. what kind of, what kind of pulled you toward Twitch? Like what, <laughs> do you have anything that was one day like you saw it and you're like, Ooh, I like this. I want to try it. So the thing is like, I, I can actually literally point to like the first, my first interactions on Twitch. Um, there's a broadcaster called Barnacles, uh, that I watched, uh, on YouTube. He had videos, like the whole tech YouTube thing. Um, then he's like, Hey, I stream on Twitch. I'm like, what the fuck is Twitch? <laughs> and then I went onto it and I was just like, oh, okay, okay, okay. This is cool. So like at, at first I was just literally just watching him. I was just like, you know what? There's probably some games that I like. And at that point, somebody had mentioned to me like, hey, Elite Dangerous is a really cool game that you probably might enjoy. So I went and searched up some people on that, met a broadcaster named, uh, at that point, it was, um, uh, what was it? The Game Case, but he's now Cuddles. Okay. Uh, super solid broadcaster, fucking amazing person and a fucking great friend. Um, but through him, I actually meant like my core friends on on twitch i guess uh a, a very good friend of mine jay dubious uh another good friend of mine marco's mvp uh people like that and i watched them and it was just like this looks really fun so i talked to uh chelsea my fiance and she's just i'm just like like should i do this like i just asked her that for a week and she's like shut the fuck up you're good at this just do it Thus, I started broadcasting and it's like. One thing about me is I'm very, very. Very anal about learning about things. Mm -hmm. So like I pick something up, I'm just like, all right, let's spend like 40 hours just realizing what this means. Um, so with broadcasting, like my first streams were dog shit. Audio sounded like ass. I was well, not even like ass because I had like a mod mic, which I mean, if you know what a mod mic is, it's mm -hmm. a an external microphone that you can add to any set of like headphones, and it sounds decent because it's not just a gaming headset. Right. But I had one of those, and I was just like, okay. So I bought a cheap. After that, I bought like a cheap little condenser mic, and I was just like, oh, so this sounds a little bit better. Then I did the deep dive. Oh, the deep dive. Um, <laughs> it's a dangerous cliff. Oh, the dangerous cliff that I still go on every single fucking day. Yep. And that is broadcast audio. Broadcast audio is my fucking favorite thing to do. Oh, my God. <clears throat> like. Sex is great, but have you ever adjusted a hardware compressor? <laughs> Just tweaking those knobs, getting the sound good. Oof. Um, no, it's just like these. I really got interested in it because there was so much going into it. There's just like so much little bits of this little, a little bit of compressor in my life, a little bit of noise gate. Blah blah blah. I'm trying to do you know, number Mambo number five, but I'm doing terrible. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but like one of the things that really caught me was just like you can do all of this virtually. Like you don't have to have all this hardware stuff. 
you can literally have a mic and just do it wherever. Like I can learn so much shit by just doing it in plugin. And with that, I learned how to do like noise gate compression. I knew I, I learned what all of those things were and what they did and what they, why they were needed to be done. And it just became like a real big passion for me. I love audio. Like I started a podcast because I love audio. I love not only audio, but I like teaching people about audio. Like that's the one thing that anytime you're in my stream, you, you can attest for this. Like somebody will ask me something and I just go on a fucking tangent about explaining what it is, what it does, how to do it, showing examples like teaching people how to make themselves look and sound better is like my thing that I love to do. I just don't monetize it because I don't care. Well, you just, you care about getting it out there. It's just not exactly. something. Yeah. It's, it's just not something that you, it's just you, something that I've always done. Well, you know, and you also like, there's just some things in life and, and, and talking to a lot of other people who put media out there, mm -hmm. there's just some things in life that you want to be, not a grind, right? You want it to be something that yeah. I just give a fuck about this just for the fact that I give it's a like, fuck about this. I care, this. therefore I do. Any any broadcaster or, or podcaster that you see that's just putting out content, almost all of them aren't making their living off that. They're doing it because nope. they fucking love doing it. It's, it has nothing to do with, oh, it's I mean. It's a passion. It's a passion, absolutely. And some people get lucky with that passion, right? Some exactly. people work really hard and, and avoid the burnout and achieve making a, a you know a career out of it but more often than not when you push too much we talked about the burnout like the burnout happens and mm -hmm. i think that yeah having that thing that you're like no i love telling people about this like i'm the same like yeah ever since ever since moving into podcasting like people have always been like so what do i need to get started like what do i need to do this and i love being like look here you just depends on how honestly what it comes down to how much money do you want to spend because you can spend yeah, and if you don't want to spend shit, you have a phone, right? If you want to spend you a little a bit, you got this option. If you want to go mid range, you've got this option. And if you no. want to go high end, you can go thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, uh, I'm not even going to go how <laughs> deep I am like this was not a cheap mic and I love it so much. Yeah. So electro like, voice thing that, yeah, it's the RE320. Mm -hmm. You can tell because it looks like a penis. <laughs> well, that's, that's got a little head. That's, uh, you know, uh, what's the silver one? The silver one's the RE. So there's a silver and then there is a gray. The gray one. The gray one is which one? The gray one's the RE20, which is like one of the the best broadcast. That was for a while before the SM7B. The, the RE20 was a broadcasting standard since like the 50s or the 40s. Every like voice. Yeah. Every, every yeah. radio station I worked in had RE20s. Every single one. Exactly. So... Fun little thing about Electro Voice. I love Electro Voice. Like, honestly, I don't think, like, there are going to be other mics that I'm going to buy, but they're going to be other types of mics for dynamic mics. I'm going to stick with our, with like the Electro Voice because personally, I think it really just grabs my voice the way I want it to. Mm -hmm. And I just love the way it looks, not because it looks like a dick, just because it looks like a dick. It's a plus. I mean, whatever. It's a plus. It's, it's a throbbing plus. Um, but like the fun thing about electric voices, they started out in, what was it World War One or World War? It was one of the wars 
And they started out as a communications company for the United States. I think it was the United States. Might have not been the United States. I think it was the United States, though. Mm -hmm. But I know that they started out as a communications company making long-range communications for some soldiers. The more you know. Ding, ding, ding. But no, like, audio became a huge, huge part of, I mean, I guess my broadcasting identity because people associate with me with hey what mic should i grab and i love that shit yeah (laughs) and i have tier i i have so many lists of things so many lists of things that i just have made for people it's just like how much you want to spend you want to spend this here you go you don't want to spend shit literally just go to anchor Record it from your phone. It's going to sound like ass, but you're putting out content. Mm-hmm. One thing about people that don't get about making content is one of the best ways to make content is to just fucking make content. Turn it on. It's going to. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a little dog shitty. It's going to be not the best, but you're going to get it out. You're going to get your opinions out. You're going to get your feelings towards anything out. You're going to. Start that creative journey and you're going to just do the fucking thing. Yeah. Well, it, it, you'll find out more about yourself just doing it, right? So you you record your first mm-hmm. podcast or two. Maybe you're just doing yeah. it on your phone. Maybe you're doing it with a cheap little you know mic you found or whatever. Exactly. And then you're like, you go and listen back to it. You're like, man, I wish I sounded a little more like this. Like I want a little more bass in my voice. I want a little more and this or that. Tweet. And then you tweet you just do some research. You're like, hey, just you know, weak. It just it's it's so at a certain point, it doesn't really matter, especially in the cost range. At a certain point, it just it comes down to more than what does my audience like to hear. It's like what do you like to hear back? Because yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. going to be happy with the content if it's not sounding the way you want it to sound. You may have amazing content, yeah. and get all the praise in the world, but you're like, but man, my voice just sounds too empty. You know, and and sometimes, you know, you, you, you do the research and you find out what that is. But like you said, I think the most important thing that I, that I always tell people, too, is like, start recording it on your phone. See what you think. Like, it's more of exactly. just getting into the, the, the rhythm of doing it because mm-hmm. you're not going to just finding that sweet spot. Absolutely. You're not going to flip on the mic the first time ever and put out something mm-hmm. that's going to shatter the world. Like, you're just not. That's my issue. <laughs> you know. My issue when it comes to making different content besides podcasting and uh, well, even podcasting too. Um, I naturally just am so good with Twitch. Yeah. Um, that making other content that's not live, that's not interactive, sometimes just eludes me. And then I want to make these things. And then I realize, hey, I might want to make these, but I realize it's not going to be fucking perfect the first time. But in the back of my head, a little bit of that fucking perfectionist bullshit is just like, no, 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 bitch. You ain't putting out shit unless it's perfect. And it's just like, I've never edited before. It's not going to be perfect. No, 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 no. Three years later. I, I do this podcast live to tape. So pretty much unless something really needs to be edited, it goes mm-hmm. out as I record it. Like it very yeah. in very rare cases, I'll go through it and maybe something spiked or something like that. But for the most part, it goes out as is. I yeah. cannot stand like I'll do it. I mean, obviously, I was I, I recorded commercials for radio and stuff like that. But 
I'll, I can't like, I hate writing things down and reading them. Like I, I will, if you look at my notes, if you look at my notes, it says cat guy, beer guy, history of broadcasting question mark, you know, Twitch currently like stuff like that. Like it just, I can't yeah, have those like words little, written out. So right now I am in the midst of planning out YouTube stuff. Cause I want to put out YouTube stuff. You, YouTube. YouTube. I want to put out YouTube stuff. I love that. You know, site. that, yeah, that site. It's just, it's literally just all stew from the Rugrats. Welcome to you, Stu. I was going to, I was going to say it was, a, it was like, it was a crock pot channel, but okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's just as good. Um, but no, like I'm currently in the whole venture of trying to put out videos mm. and it is not something I'm comfortable with. I, so flashback to like four months ago, whenever, not even four months ago, like maybe around Christmas time. It's so like six months ago. I realized I can just look at the date and realize what time that was. Um, but I tried, you know, filming, just start like intro stuff for like the new Twitch layout things. Mm -hmm. Like whenever they first announced it or stuff like that. So maybe it might not have been, I'm not good with time frames. but I got in front of it. I started recording it. I started writing down stuff that I wanted to do. I just got so overwhelmed that I just shut my fucking computer off. It's something that I'm going to do and I'm, I need to do because I want to do it, but it, it's something so far outside of my comfort zone that it literally just shut me down. So people aren't going to be able to do things perfect the first fucking time. It's not going to be something that people are just going to be like, oh, wow, you're, you're not going to be the fucking star the first go around, unless for some weird reason you have a huge broadcasting team, but you're still not going to be the start of the first fucking try. You're going to start with zero view, zero viewers, yep. always. Just kidding, maybe one. <laughs> that one person is you. Yeah, the, the the other laptop that you have sitting across the room. Yo, lappy. <laughs> but and and that's the thing, and I think a lot of people forget about that too because they'll jump into um, they'll jump into any kind of creative venture, and they're like, no one's saying anything. And I'm like, well, dude, I was doing this for years and no one said shit. You know, like you just have to be like, you have to remember like all those people that you like, all these podcasts you like, the radio shows, any of that stuff, the TV shows, like any of the stars, like they started somewhere where no one watched. Like you ever looked at like fucking, let's, let's take Jason Momoa, for example, right? Aquaman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aquaman, sexy, right? Great dude. Everybody knows who he is. Cal Drogo. Um, Bet you didn't know he was a fucking side character on Baywatch at one point. Like, I didn't actually, but I know that that dude has washboard abs that I want to rub my face on. Yeah. And it, it's. <laughs> I don't care if I get a bruise. <laughs> I, I care not. I'll bruise my face. I'll bruise that motherfucker for real. But, but I mean, the, the, here's the thing like, all these people that you're watching that you look up to at some point. They were by themselves. They were by themselves figuring it out. Like they had to get there, you know, mm -hmm. part of, like just because you have, and I tell the people this too, just because you, because they're like, what mic do you have? I want that mic. It's like, just because you have this mic doesn't mean it's going to make you sound like you think you're going to sound right. It's part of its nope. mic technique. Part of it's knowing that, oh, I can it's have it that. this close, you know? 
Yeah. That's how far my mic is from my face. Yeah, it's like four or five inches, right? Just right here gives the illusion that it's like a foot away from my face. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, how clearly can you hear me? Do I sound basic and full-bodied? Mm-hmm. Well, you also fall That's into what? your own your own things of comfort, right? You, fi- you fall into your own yeah. techniques. I am, honestly, for the longest time... I like having. I was. I was. I was trained to have my mic really close to my face because that's the way. Oh yeah, chomping that motherfucker. Right. So, at any given time, and I tell people this all the time on stream or if they're watching a video, I'm like, "Look, man, I can just push it with my chin at all times." And and it's. Sorry, and, do that again. There you go. <laughs> Reminds me of San Diego. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good. Uh, you know, technique. Good motion. But like, it takes a while to remember if I'm talking to someone and I lean away to talk to them. It's just second nature for me to grab my mic and bring it with me. And some people don't think about that. Exactly. You just don't like after a while, it's just things that are baked in and it's just the mm. amalgamation that we talked and about earlier. A lot of people don't understand, like even big broadcasters, they don't understand that like mic technique is the biggest thing when it mm. comes to audio. It's huge. Like, like you have, I, I, what mic do you have? I don't even know what mic. This is have. the AT 2020 audio technica. Okay. It's the AT 2020 fucking good old reliable. Yeah. So a lot of people don't realize that to get that full bodied experience from any mic, whether it be a dynamic, whether it be a condenser, you have to have it close to your voice, close to your mouth. Mm-hmm. You have to have that, that proximity effect. And so a lot of people will just be like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Can you hear me? I, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is a cool game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a little bit more extreme with mine because mine's meant to be close to your face. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of dynamic microphones. They are the essential broadcast microphone for people that are doing podcast and radio stuff. Yeah. Because not only rear rejection, but it also is a such a sensitive mic that anything's going to fucking set it off. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people think that since you have a condenser mic and it picks up more, it can be further away. And they a lot of people have it out of they have like a wide shot and they have it outside of their shot and you can just hear everything that's and they don't realize that, Hey, if you are putting your microphone that with that far away from you, then you should really, really put some more audio treatment into your room 100%. because they'll have a big empty room that doesn't have carpet, doesn't have anything on the walls. And you'll just hear that huge fucking echo. Speakerphone echo is what I like to call it. Sounds like you're on a speakerphone. I like to call it um, no. <laughs> I like to call it fuck that. I like to call it oh no 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 no. no, no. <laughs> but um, like mic technique, you can ask anybody. There are any videos that I've watched, anything that I've watched. Because here's the thing, I I didn't. I, this is all self taught. This is me just fucking around for like three years. I think I'm going on like three years of broadcasting. But this is me just fucking around for so long, just trying to figure it out. And I still don't have it. I yeah. tweak these little fucking knobs. So much. Yep. So much. Every week. <laughs> my, I, I mean, and I just changed up like how my mic is. Like I had a, um, I had a shock mount on it. That was, it, it would lay like this. So it'd be like sideways like this and it'd be right here. And then like, you wouldn't be able to see some of my background. And it was just like, you know what? I need to try it like this. Now I just need to find a shock mount that you can 
hold it like this. Yeah. Choke down on it. Just choke it a little bit. <laughs> um, but no, like mic technique and just a, a basic understanding is probably one of the biggest things with audio. It is. And IMO. And, 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 and it comes, and again, it just comes down to you might get that mic that you think sounds amazing for someone else and you're just kind of like, I fucking hate this. I think it sounds yeah, that's how it awful. Is. Like the SM7B is the most notorious one for that because everybody sees every single broadcaster in the fucking world with one. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I need that mic. Well, maybe that mic is not the right sound signature for you. Like maybe you have, let me see, like, what was it? The SM7B has a very, I think it's a prominent low end mm-hmm. and mid. Yeah. But sometimes for people that have higher voices, um, it's perfect. It's it, it kind of brings that down and kind of levels it out. But if you have an overwhelmingly deep voice, it's just going to drive that shit deeper and deeper. Yeah. Look at my eyes. Deeper. Deeper. And so deeper. there are like different. There are different mics that are similar, I guess, mm-hmm. but they have a different sound signature. Like the uh, the RE three twenty, I think has a little bit more in the the mid and the high end. Also, it has um, bass roll offs on the side. Oh yeah, the switch. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got a flat and then a frequency response for. God, I can't remember what it was, but I feel like it was like. 18,000? Wow. But mics, a lot of people think that microphones are pretty much universal. They are not. Whatso fucking ever. It's no, there is no such thing as a one mic fits all. Nope. And people think that the SM7B is that. Yeah. Tis not. Well, and, and I get people, if, if you get, if you get obsessed, like if you talk to me and you're just obsessed about what mic you're going to be using, right? Uh, the thing I like to redirect them to is like, okay, fine. You want this mic. You want an SM7B. Can't blame you. Cool. Probably a nice There's mic, right? a lot of post-processing. It's going to be awesome. What are you running in? What are you running it into? What, what's it going into? What do you mean? I mean, like, what's going to drive your mic? I'm putting into my computer. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like they just, it's, there's, (laughs) there's, there's so many layers to it. That's why it's, it's easier to work yourself up from, from, you know, Mm -hmm. from below. Get, get yourself a decent, get yourself a decent USB audio interface that has XLR inputs on it, right? Phantom power. Start there. Behringer. Yep. Low cost, decent preamps, Mm -hmm. but for dynamic stuff, you're still going to need something else that helps run it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm about to talk about my chain real quick do it chain it up two chains five chains sorry allergies are fucking me right now that's fine you're good so like you said a lot of people are just like what do you mean what am I running it into so my audio chain is (laughs) I just saw a cattail (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful visually. He always does this. It's always beautiful. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, everybody who saw that. Cat butt. Love um, it. So my 
my audio chain is the RE320. Mm-hmm. God damn it, Pepper. Lay down there. Um, the RE320, and I have it running into the back of my DBX286S, which is a channel strip. And a channel strip essentially has everything that you need. Uh, de-esser, compression, it has an enhancer, which is essentially the EQ. It has a noise gate. I probably already said that. And it has a solid preamp. So where my shit differs from everybody is I have it running into its own audio interface that I had beforehand. So I am able to keep my mic separate from my other audio. Like, let me see. Um, I have, and then I also have a mixer, which is a Yamaha MGX 10 XU, which I mean, I could personally run my mic through that perfectly. And it'd be just the same, maybe better. Who knows? It probably wouldn't be better. It'd be about the same. Yeah. Um, but I like having my audio separate. I like having my every, cause I have my two PCs. I have an Amazon Alexa. I was trying to think of the word that wouldn't trigger it off. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I have all those feeding into it. And then I have my headphones being ran by, uh, that, I guess that amp. Yeah. So, Oh, also, I have a FET head, which if you guys don't know who that, that what that is, a FET head is just another version of the cloud lifter, which is what a, I like to call a clean gain filter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not watching this podcast on YouTube right now. I'm just telling you guys that. You 100% are. Fucking hilarious. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I was done. But yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, like I have my dream chain, I guess it, it, I mean, there are, let's be real. There's always something else I want. Oh yeah. There's, like I, I mean, want to start put, what was that as, as an audio person? I don't think that ever stops either. It never stops. I want a Neumann. I want a Neumann so bad. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Pepper. But I don't know for the longest time up until recently, I did everything through a focus, right? A Scarlet focus, right? You know, mm-hmm. the solo. Yeah, the solo. Well, mine was the oh. mine was the two i two, so it had the two inputs, okay, so, so I could podcast, right? Funny thing, I'm pretty sure that the solo and the two i two actually have different preamps. Do they really? Uh, to my knowledge, just because I've heard a lot of people kind of complaining about the the solo compared to the two i two, because the the i series, to my knowledge, I am not a fucking expert because I've never owned one of their products. This is just shit that I've read on the internet. So don't fucking sue me. <laughs> Focus right. Um. Damn it. <laughs> um, to my knowledge, like the I series is uh, kind of like their more prosumer stuff where the solo is just like, hey, you want to get into this? Fuck it. Grab it. Yeah. It's the perfect thing to if you if you're just wanting to jump into it, spend a little money, it, w- it would mm-hmm. do fine. Is that what, like 120? Yeah. I mean, you can catch nowadays. them on you can catch them on sale if you're if you're just if you're patient. 89 bucks sometimes you'll mm-hmm. see them dip down to they're not that expensive when you're talking about audio interfaces and they're good mm-hmm. um but yeah the 2i2 i believe has a little asio i think it's just their base asio drivers just low latency drivers yeah some um, of those things and you got to be careful some things aren't just plug and play like you have to download the drivers like it's 
it's a thing. Um, but if you're willing to go through it, it's a thing you can do. Yeah, the MGX 10XU is not plug and play. Right. It has specific Steinberg drivers, which I didn't know that it, they were associated together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, look, like for me, like <clears throat> I started with a Behringer uh, UMC 22, which is a really solid little audio interface. It's something that a lot of people would. This is how my all my streams are. <laughs> the cat just keeps passing b- back and forth. It's yeah, hilarious. This is that's Pepper. That's my little baby. She's cute. But the thing is, like, there are so the Go XLR is its preamps are from a company called Midas, which Midas puts out consoles. Midas puts out consoles for audio recording. Right. God damn it, Pepper. Stop <laughs> rubbing your face on my mic. <laughs> um, again, disservice if you're not watching this on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Just see a cattail right here. Perfect. Perfectly in frame. Cats. Perfectly in frame. Um, but Midas is a company that does all a lot of console stuff for big production things. And the Midas made the com- made the preamps for the go xlr and they also they didn't make but they designed the preamps that go into the umc 22 uh which means that they're solid preamps they might not have the same hardware as that but they were designed by the fucking fantastic minds that have made them yeah ignore me i'm petting my cat no you're fine you're fine it's 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 great to see that there are pieces of hardware coming out to make it easier for people to jump mm-hmm. into that. You might pay a little more money. Like a Go XLR, it's not it's not cheap. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah, cheap, but, but it's also if you're an audio person. Everything. Yeah, it's everything. And if you're an audio person, it's also when you're talking to someone like me or Bruce here, like it's not that expensive for what you're getting. Like Mm-mm. when you're talking about quality, like you're getting, you're getting something that's great. I I'm personally, like I said, I was running for a while. I was running my AT 2020 through a, um, through a Scarlet two I two. And that was running out of the headphone port into a headphone amp so that multiple guests could have headphones. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was kind of cheating the system cause I'm coming from radio. I'm used to having a feed that I can record and you can hear everything that's going on on my computer. Yeah. You can hear my voice, all that stuff. Um, I would run one of those headphone uh, outs would go to my line in and I would actually record my mm-hmm. line in um, and I would balance everything in the computer like within Windows itself. Right. Um, yeah. Now my chain consists of I've got I've got still got a few AT 2020s uh, for guests. I've, uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've luckily uh, a good friend of mine for my birthday uh, bought me a Shure SM58, which is a wonderful, Ooh. wonderful dynamic mic. Yeah, it's, SM57, SM58. SM58 is probably like one of the premier like it it's the one of the best handhelds. Yeah. It's my road uh, mic for sure. Means, yeah. You and beat the shit so, out of it. It's a tank. Oh my god, it's a tank. So, I actually have a uh, an SM57 clone. Oh, okay. Uh which is a Pile PD Mike 72, I think. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what the name was, but things sound solid for being a $12 microphone. Yeah. 
It's kind of it just because it was twelve dollars. It's it's wild and and like so for those of you out there that are just listening, right? And and maybe you're like, I don't even know what they're talking about. That's, think about any concert you've been to, any live performance you've seen on TV. Most likely that that black mic with the silver top on it, with the silver you know round globe at the end of it. That's almost always going to be an SM58. It's the standard for most musicians. Um, yeah, that are playing yeah, yeah. live. Um, so I've got that. Like so, so like when I'm streaming, I've got that SM58 on a mic stand, like right, right beside my table. And if my wife wanders in and has something to say, I can just pot up that mic and she can talk. It's wifey. That's mic. what I have the, the the PD mic for. Yeah, and then I bring it down when she's when she walks out of the room, and it's no big deal. Yeah. So I've got all these mics. Uh, you know, I've got them running into a um, Rode roadcaster pro which mm-hmm. is like basically having a mini radio studio it's everything i've wanted yeah, that's what i've heard it's everything that like, i that i've been frankensteining together i want to look at one it's i just want to touch it we lived closer if we were closer well here's touch the, it here's the thing that's beautiful right when when things kind of get a little more safe and and you know conventions start happening again stuff like that this thing what I like about it, what I like about it more so, what kind of pushed me over the edge to get it is I can hook it straight to my computer. It can, it's got plenty of power to power any mic you want. Um, mm-hmm. And you can designate what type of mic it is. It's got all these settings that you can fuck with inside, like, you know, your compressor, your noise gate, any of that stuff. Um, yeah. And, but what I do like about it too is I can detach it from my computer, take it on the road with me. It's got an, it's got a micro SD slot on it. All it needs yeah, is power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I've got something I can podcast on the road with. And that's absolutely what I will be doing once I'm back to traveling and stuff like that. It's like, hey, we're going to this town. And I know this broadcaster that lives there. I'm going to grab them. We're going to go sit down, have some beers, and just record a podcast. Incredible. And it's perfect. It's it fucking is. perfect. Like, I, I love the fact that it has a micro SD. Um, I would love to get like a little traveling little set, little little guy, little 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 fella, and just take my laptop and whenever I go to, you know, conventions and shit like that, like you said, just have that fucking fun shenanigans. Well, for years, um, if I had a if I had a road podcast, I was using one of those little Zoom like the Zoom recorder that you see everywhere that has the two little mics you can pop in and out on top. Yeah, what like the what is it, the Z six or something? Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> and but the only the only drawback was like you have to make sure you got a, got batteries with you because it it does it provides yeah. phantom power. It does have XLR inputs, so you could have like a nice like mic. double A, right? They're double A's. It uses four double A's. And you kind of, it's so like a Game Boy. Gone in like an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's like the size of a Game Boy, right? And it, and it mm-hmm. works about the same. Um, and but it sounds great. It really does. You just have to keep an eye on it, right? You have to keep an eye on it using an SD uh, memory card. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did its work for a while. But that was like, you know what? That'd be good for on the road if, like, maybe I, you know, if I run into somebody and I can't just sit yeah. and set all this shit up. It's still fine, but. This yeah. I can set up in my hotel room or, or or wherever, and now we can sit down. I can have actual mics. We can just sit around and and have a a relaxed conversation. Yeah, just bring so a couple fifty eights, boom, yeah. bang, boom. You know, my friend got me that fifty eight, and I was fucking with it for a while. I was testing it on stream. I was using it for a couple of podcasts, and I was like, I like it enough. I'm getting a second one, and now I'll have two in the bag for the road. 
and they'll, they can get exactly. beat up and get knocked around and they're not going to break. You really have to do some and work to the break. They're sub $100. Yeah, 100%. I would start yeah, there. If I was starting all over again, I've told people this. I was like, if you're starting all over again, get get a Scarlet or, you know, a Focusrite Solo or a Focusrite 2i2 and grab you a Shure SM58 and you're in. Or the, even like a Sam, Samson Q2U. Yeah, the Q2U. Absolutely. Because the thing is, like with that one, you can either use USB which I don't recommend because I engineering stuff. I, I don't like having a DAC inside mm-hmm. of the mic. It too much interference, but, um, but it also, it's, it's a combo mic. So you have USB. If you're just getting started and you're like, I just want to do this, but I want a decent mic to go along with it. But it also has an XLR port, which means that you can just plug it into whatever audio fa- interface you want. I've messed with those too. They're, they're, Wonderful. I've, I've messed with them on stream and like so people good. are like, that sounds really good for being like a, I think they're what, 50 bucks? Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, right now everything's overpriced. Yeah. Forewarning, everything is overpriced. Be patient if you can or, or find somebody oh, you know that's, yeah, it's got a shit ton of audio stuff that can like loan you something. Like, you know somebody, right? Um, exactly. And, and if you are patient and you can find something, just, just be patient because audio interfaces are sold out everywhere. I right keep now, forgetting about that Q2U. I need to have that on like my short list of like recommendations, especially for someone who's like mm-hmm. not sure if they want to podcast yeah. or broadcast. Like it's one of those things like, well, then you just plug it into a USB port. You do your thing. It's a step above just recording into your phone, straight into your phone. Right. And later on, you can XLR it right into uh, right into a, uh, a focus, right? Or a Behringer or exactly. something like that. Like anything, like here's the thing, like those audio interfaces, they're, they're known because they're so popular and people use them constantly. Um, but there are other perfect interfaces that might be cheaper. Mm-hmm. Damn it, tail. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also more that are expensive. Like if you ever, like, I really look into audio stuff. Like that's like my main thing that I do. Like if I'm looking up anything, it's probably audio stuff. So there's a company called Solid State Logic and they do console stuff. They just released an audio interface for about 200, 250, depending on which, uh, it's like 200 or 300, depending, depending on which version you get. From what I've seen from some of the YouTube, uh, that they are YouTube creators, like podcastage. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Andrew Scott, Podcast is just an amazing channel. Podcast is an amazing channel, and I will forever shout that man out for being such a wealth of knowledge, especially getting me started in podcasting and broadcasting, period. If you've got um, a question about a mic, I don't care if it's a cheap mic or, or the most mm-hmm. expensive mic you can find, he has probably done a review on it and probably put it up against something similar. Exactly. Um, but... There are always going to be decent, I guess, decent things for different price points. Uh, You have to remember that price points sometimes involve like better quality, but there's always the law of diminishing returns, which the law of diminishing returns is like after a certain amount of money, is the quality actually getting better? And it really just depends. Like if you find like a $400 mic, like the SM7B, 
and then there's like uh, something very similar to it, but it's 500. It's probably going to be relatively the same quality, maybe just a kind of couple here tweaks. Yeah. Now, if you go from a $400 mic to a $1,000 mic, there is a difference. But a lot of the times, it's only a difference that people that are really, really in tune with audio can find. Yeah, I mean, it's it, and that's something that I tell people to think about all the time when they're upgrading. Like, I'm thinking about upgrading my setup. I'm like, okay, well, are you upgrading it? And, and I think I learned this from either uh, probably probably podcastage or maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe Epos Vox or someone like that. There's a, there is a line, especially a when shout out for that dude too. Epos Vox, amazing. Oh, so He's such probably great. Probably one of the best broadcasters or not broadcasters, but there's a reason he he is another wealth of knowledge. Like Adam is probably one of the most in-depth people when it comes to especially capture cards that dude knows so much the reviews man his reviews are just legendary and legendary and and if you're he's a good resource if you are starting out trying to figure out obs he's got obs tutorials that will walk you through every he's got a master step. class on it master class absolutely yeah same with x split and everything like that probably gonna do vmix next i don't i, I don't know but no he for somebody just learning how to do stuff, he has so many amazing in-depth videos on how to do shit. Yeah. It's amazing. And and so the, the thing that, that I've learned from watching those videos and several other people who have really good content on YouTube, those are just the two that, that pop out because I watch a lot of their stuff. Like Exactly. The, the thing that the thing that I tell people is like, okay, is this upgrade? And I try to remind myself, is this upgrade something that you're doing for you or is your audience going to notice it? Cause let's, let's be honest. Like what you want is very important, but also like mm -hmm. you want it to be something that's going to be that the audience is going to enjoy. Like I could tell my exactly. audience all day, Oh man, I've got this badass roadcaster pro. And they're like, well, you sound like you sounded when, uh, <laughs> when I was watching you last week and you didn't have it. It's like, yeah, well, you know, I mean, quality of life thing. It's a balance, Remember, right? Quality of life is very important as a broadcaster. Mm -hmm. You're doing it for you, but you're also not trying to break yourself at the same time. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such an yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's such an easy hole to to dig into, right? We talked about the cliff earlier, dude. I spend like just just much like you. I spend a lot of time watching reviews. Like, I can't. I I would hate to know how many hours of videos about the Roadcaster Pro I watched before I made the leap to get it. Yeah. How much I talked about it, how much I asked people about it that had it. Like, it's just... I mean, I did the same with my mic. You gotta do like, your research. There are a couple people that I talk to personally, that, and I mean, they're... They're... Essentially, their opinions were just like, do you like how it sounds on people that sound similar to you? Because you want to look for the sound that you're looking for, but you also want to make sure that you're able to. What's the word I'm looking for? You want to make sure that you're able to um, achieve what you want to hear like. Mm -hmm. I sounded really wrong saying it Hear like <laughs> sounded like that. <laughs> God. <laughs> words. Um, I love them. What are words? Just sounds. Whatever. Just auditory responses to your ears. Um, 
But so how I usually suggest anything audio related to people is just like, all right, what's an who is a broadcaster that you really like how they sound? So they tell me and I tell them what mic they have. And then I listen to their voice and the other person's voice. And I said, and then I'll usually say, well, if you want to sound like this, you could use this mic, but you'll still have to use a lot of different like enhancements. Like you're going to have to use EQ. Uh, Then there's this mic that'll kind of give you closer to their natural sound. But regardless, you're always going to have to EQ stuff. That is a given. Mics are great. But you're always going to have to add some sort of post-processing. There's no much. Personally, in my opinion, this is just me, but no mic truly has like a true perfect sound Mm -hmm. because you're always going to add something, whether it be in post, whether it be attached to a VST, but there's always those little tweaks that you can do to sound better rather than having the natural raw input. Yeah. You, you're going to have to bend it to your will. Like it, it's honestly, exactly. you have to bend the mic to, to your will. So be that something that's actively processing your voice, um, mm-hmm. which is, I think the, the case for me and you, like you act, I like to actively process the voice so I don't have to do yeah. too much after the fact. Right. Yeah. I like the input being as processed as possible. Hence the reason I have the DBX, which is a real time, you know, channel strip. Yeah, it is an analog channel strip, and that's and that also it also depends on what you're doing. If you're doing live stuff, you need something that's actively doing it right away mm-hmm. because no one, you know, you can't you can't post process something that's going out live. So you're going to be focused exactly. more on things, um, you know, right away. Whereas maybe if yeah. you're doing a podcast, you're recording it, and some people love doing that shit. Some people love post production, and I get it. I so, understand. I hate post production, so fuck it. I'm gonna have everything yeah, done me, first. I, I literally just go through and cut out long pauses. Yeah. And then push that shit through the Auphonic tool to get the audio leveled. Does it? There's nothing. I don't add any EQ to anything just because, yep. I mean, I this do, bad bitch. I, 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 I do similar things. Like, the only thing I'll run is something that brings everything. So, like, I'm looking. I can I can see our audio right now going into... Um, yeah, going going into the to audition, right? So I'm recording mm-hmm. on audition. I'm recording on the roadcaster, and I'm recording in um, in OBS. So I've got three yeah. recordings going on right now. Super redundant, but it's just just me. But redundancy is the best redundancy. <laughs> what I'll normally do now, now that I'm recording in three different, I'll go and I'll listen to which one sounds the best first of all, and I'll be mm-hmm. like, well, it's a video. Yes, I can strip the audio right off of it and still use it. Yep. Same goes for all the other stuff. Um, I might run something that will make the levels closer. I'm seeing that you know you're a little bit lower than mine, but of course I'm the one going directly into the board, so that that makes a little. And more you're probably sense. using two channels. Absolutely. So basically, the only thing you have to do is bring up my channel, and possibly just—I mean, you said you're doing it in audition. Just run like a and a leveler. Yeah. So so. On the other thing, the other thing that was really appealing to me with the Roadcaster, and this is just with the latest firmware they put out. Um, let's see, I've got four, five, six, seven, eight channels right here. Right, four of those are mic channels. One's a USB channel. One is, uh, you know, an auxiliary channel, and I got a Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to Bluetooth your phone to it, you can take phone calls. I'm sorry, what? 
And hello. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear you. One second. Let me take off the mic or the headphone that I can't fucking hear you on. Regardless. <laughs> um. So, and then like basically, you've got your your sound pad that you can you can put things into the sound pad. Have intro music. That's sound a sample effects. pad. Absolutely. Um. So the beauty of the last update was now instead of recording this as one recording, you can have this record all as separate onto the micro SD card, all as separate okay. tracks. So when you download this Ooh. podcast, you have now have, uh, what is it? Eight channels. So you'll, ha- you'll get eight different files, one for yeah. each channel. And so now I can go in and I can just mess with. So if let's, let's say i we figure out after the fact that, um, that, that Bruce's audio was a lot lower than I was seeing on the board. All I've got to mm-hmm. do is pump up that one channel and not really fuck with exactly. the rest of it. Exactly. It's, 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 it's like beautiful. Multi-channel, multi-track uh, recording is not so the good. future because that shit's been around forever, but it's the standard. It is. It's, it's very, I'm it's very sure nice. OBS supports multi-track uh, audio. Mm-hmm. And so, so it comes down to that. What do you want? Do you want, do you want that active processing or do you want the post-processing? There's just these questions you got to ask and you're not going to know all this at first. That's why you nope. go to experts, right? That's why I spend so much time watching YouTube. And it's a quite it's it's knowledge acquired over time. And I think that's with anything. Like it's just knowledge acquired over time. Mm-hmm. Like when I first started doing any kind of broadcasting, I had zero clue what the fuck it was. I didn't know I had no idea that, that mic I was talking into the first time I talked into a mic was attached to tens of thousand dollars of equipment in that studio. I was just like, oh it's a mic it's on hello you know and but you slowly piece all that together so and now that you look at it you're like oh god yeah the power i had at my fingertips amazing (laughs) um i don't know man it's like what i what i love about you bruce is everything but what i do what i also love about you (laughs) is the (laughs) fact that you understand there is a there is a level to nerddom when it comes to audio and we've all been in those conversations where someone asks you a question and you start explaining it to them and and all of a sudden you just see the eyes slowly glaze (laughs) you're like they're like i got into something way bigger than i thought i was asking oh my god the amount of times that that i could tell that somebody's eyes were glossing in chat (laughs) because you just hear you just see the couple dot 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 hey (laughs) A Woody oh, Watson? I can't, ain't you me? I'm sorry, what? It's yeah, no, I, I, the things I'm passionate about, I am very passionate about, whether it be audio, video, or anything. No, just computers in general. Like my my day job involves computers, so a lot of people be like, well, your day job involves computers. Then why the fuck do you work on a computer all day after when you get home from work? It's just like, because I love it. Yeah. I mean, I decided to start out with some of the most painstaking ways to broadcast. Like I pretty much since the beginning have been using a two PC setup. And a lot of people are just like, why? It's just like, it's just what I know, Doug. Mm. It's just what I know. Um, the most important thing that I could tell anybody thinking about doing anything that's, that's, you know, content creation related is you hit it earlier, just fucking turn it on and start doing it and then go from there. 
and, and, and build from there. And then as you're going along, you'll find that it becomes easier. You don't have to remind yourself of certain things. They just become natural. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the other really important aspect of that, especially as you go longer, I mean, like we're, we're on episode 352 of this show. You know, I'm coming off of a most, most of the year, like pretty much the first half of this year on hiatus just because I burned myself out, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to take those breaks and don't be afraid to kind of embrace those lows too. Like, what can you learn from what just happened instead of feeling bad about it? Like, yeah. So ask yourself that. How I think about it is those lows make those highs so much better because you think about it you're like you're like oh i'm comfortable then you hit that low and then like once you wow i just whistled um once you go from like right here then to right here and then you pop up right fucking here it's gonna be a it's pure nirvana Mm -hmm. it's just probably probably one of the best most fulfilling feelings like when you hit that low and then you go to like your best stream yet 100 percent. it it makes it just feel so much more worth it you know yeah and then the medium the the medium that you're going into maybe you're doing youtube videos maybe you're podcasting like there's also a different there's also a different uh you know i guess feedback loop right so when you're mm-hmm. broadcasting live and you've got a chat like you can see the ha ha ha's, the lulls, the you know, you can see the reaction to what you're saying. When you're yeah. recording a podcast, you don't get that right away. You right? don't see shit. Well, and sometimes in 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 many cases, like you know you have people listening because people will tweet and, and they'll say, Hey, you know, I listened to your latest uh, you know, episode, good stuff. But it's it's so much more spaced out. And then YouTube's kind of an in-between thing, right? You're seeing people's comments, maybe you're seeing the thumbs up, thumbs down things. Um mm-hmm. so so understand that your that your feedback loop, while it is important, it's not everything. And yeah, just but because feedback you, is important. It's very important. Like I, I I love being open to feedback. Like you gotta be ready to take criticism. You're putting yourself out there and people are going to I have an anonymous feedback form. Do you really? Yep. That's uh smart. it's auto timed into my uh stream. Ooh. Yeah, I have an anonymous uh, feedback form that goes to a Google Doc. I love that. I that from my buddy Knackers. That's really fucking cool. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. It's just like a lot of people are hesitant to give you feedback because they don't want to hurt your feelings. But whenever you have the opportunity to give somebody feedback without them knowing, without having the a possibility of being like, well, fuck, this person's going to hate me after I say this. Uh, it's so much more freeing. And I mean, it's essentially the whole concept of it, fucking keyboard warrior shit, but it, it, it helps because you get the actual true thoughts of somebody mm. um, that's watching your show. And I mean, truthfully, sometimes you can tell who it is by how they talk, but that's on them. That's on them. Right. That's on them. <laughs> but they shouldn't speak in a specific way. And, and yeah, absolutely. And, and, taking feedback is also something you have to train yourself to do. Like it's Mm -hmm. you're, you're working on something that's very near and dear to you and you're working on something that, and you take it personally is it's well, it's a personal journey, right? Like I've worked so hard to get to this point and this is something I care about, which is why I'm putting it out here. And this person just said, what a turd. And like, you can take, you can, you can take that 
and and get really angry about it or you can be like well is a let me let me question the validity of this did, did they give reasons <laughs> why yeah yeah is there are there reasons behind them calling me a turd um or are they just mm-hmm. doing it to be a troll like it's Asshole. but you're still gonna have you're it's very personal so at first you're going to be very defensive about it even if it's someone you care oh, about it's just like I hate the way you sound. I was like, what do you mean you hate the way I sound? Like it's 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 easy to get there, but you just gotta you gotta practice at it. Just keep practicing. Yeah, you have to take the positive interactions as well as the negative interactions in stride. You have to take it with a grain of salt. Mm. I mean, there's gonna be people that are gonna be like, Well, your show's fucking perfect because that they're your goddamn stands. <laughs> and then there's gonna be people that are saying well, your show's complete shit. And they their their opinion is just as valid as the person that said you were great. Yeah. You need to take that stuff as non-personal as you can. Mm. Me being a slightly thick boy, <laughs> I've had to deal with, you know, people making fun of me as a teenager and stuff like that. So one thing I've learned is um you can't troll me. Right. I am untrollable. And it's a beautiful thing. There have been people coming. It's just like, oh, you're you're all you're fat. I'm being like, no shit. I like food. Do you not like food? <laughs> you're like, did I say I wasn't like, what are we arguing about? I'm sorry. Here? Do you want me to get a scale, sir? <laughs> you want to know how truly fat I am, sir? Or it, madam. Or madam. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 important because because the internet's a an unforgiving bitch sometimes, and and like and, and it's just as important to put into perspective that super positive feedback because you're gonna have mm-hmm. your that those community members that love. We talked about them at the very beginning. They love you. They want. They care about you. They want you to do well. So they're, they're gonna, gonna love. A, yeah, they're gonna defend you, but they're gonna love a lot of what you do. So it's important to not let that be the only thing you hear. Yeah, because yeah, easy you to, have to make sure that you have a healthy balance of positive and negative critique. Absolutely, and 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 it's because it's easy because to, you're not perfect. It's easy to kid yourself, and uh, we've met mm-hmm. broadcasters and and people that they kid, kid themselves. themselves. Yeah, they they kid themselves, and it's just kind of like I wish you were a little more grounded about your like, I, and they might even be great, like they might even be really good, but. Anybody who walks around thinking they're king shit, like they're very a, they're probably insecure. <laughs> but oh, 100%. it's but it's it's also just I just am. having a realistic we we having a very realistic view of your goals, having a very realistic view of who you are as a broadcaster and where you feel like you are without tearing yourself down all the time. Challenge yourself, don't mm-hmm. tear yourself down. Hundred percent. Exactly, and it's. It's good to have that healthy bit of, you know, arrogance. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good to think that you're the shit, but you also have to understand that you're not for everybody. Your content isn't going to resonate with every single person on the fucking internet. Like, I I think my content is niche to people who like vulgar bearded dudes who drink a lot of beer. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it, right? And there, no, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's not going to be for everybody. Like, I doubt that a person who loves Jesus is going to love my stream. 
Yeah, it's it's my name is Brucifer. <laughs> <laughs> For a reason. <laughs> For a reason. Just and, saying. And I don't know. I I think that, you know, it's just it's you learn it's it's all learned habits too. It's just mm-hmm. doing it over time. You're kind of like you learn when to let things roll off your back. You learn, yep. you know, you you just learn what's what to what to kind of take seriously and what to kind of be like, okay, well, that's there. You know, it's, I mean, your opinion is valid, but is it valid to me? Right. Your opinion is valid. It's nice that you have one. Have a good day. (laughs) I'm glad that you have an opinion. I'm also glad that I had the sense not to listen to it. Um, wow. It's already been two hours. What the fuck? I can't even, (laughs) we've been talking (laughs) for two hours. (laughs) I just looked down. I was like, holy shit. Um, I know. I just looked down too. So, so something I like to do before I get, get, you know, part ways with the guest is a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you listening to, be it music or podcast? And what are you watching right now? So I listen to an ass ton of stuff. I listen to a lot of music, but lately I've been, you know, jamming on a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the podcasts that I listen to every Monday morning on my drive into work is I listen to the BSP, which is the Andrew Scott podcast, okay. uh, which is done by the guy who runs Podcastage. Really informative, great. It, it, it personally, I feel like it is one of the best laid out podcasts in existence. Mm-hmm. It has, while people love just the chit chat and everything like that, he is so good at just having himself on there. And structuring it as efficiently as possible. And that's what I absolutely love about him. Uh, Another podcast that I listen to on a regular basis is um, the Crocs and Hot Pockets podcast, which is done by my buddy Knackers. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, Mm -hmm. but if you haven't, do it because you're fucking up. Probably one of my biggest inspirations with how absolutely batshit crazy I am. (laughs) And it's great. Uh, the podcast is just it's like this it's a conversation with a a few people and it's a solid conversation um one more podcast that i listen to on a regular basis is the last last podcast on the left Mm. but uh, i listen to that just because i for historical stuff yeah um i love in how in depth they go when it comes to the subjects that they choose like right now i'm a little backed up on it so i'm listening to the jfk stuff and the lee harvey oswald stuff my wife and is probably sc- listening to this scream is like yes she loves last podcast on the i like them oh, too but she is like fanatical with them they're out of their fucking minds but they are so good with educational content they're they they put so many facts into the podcast while also inserting their actual opinion on that subject. But the main, the main point of it is to have all the facts that are possible on there. Right. And that's what I love about them. But yeah. Those are like the main three. Okay. Uh, there is one more that I listen to just for like little snippets of um, audio information. And uh, that is the podcast engineering show by, done by uh, Chris Curran. Okay. Which Chris Curran is a podcast. Uh, he is a podcast producer that does a school called the Podcast Engineering School. 
it's awesome. great. Like he, he is another one of those huge wealths of knowledge from like the old days. Like, like somebody that know that used to do music and now does podcasts as his primary job. So does it lean? And does it is, it is it very like equipment heavy or is it like a little bit of both? Is it technique? Like what's he talking about mostly? Technique, technical. It's pretty much anything that you would need to learn about, you know, the whole concept of podcasting. Just uh, whether it be mic technique, uh, some of the plugins that he uses for post processing and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, those are the main ones. Music wise, I just listen to a lot of hip hop and hardcore. Hip hop and hardcore. Nice, nice. I like metal. Yeah. That's my shit. I, I have honestly lately <clears throat> for some reason. So one thing for you to check out, like, I don't know. I don't know how much you're into instrumental stuff, mm-hmm. but it's really good for stream. Like it, I've, I've been loving this for my background for stream. It's a, it's a group called intervals on Spotify. I've heard of them. And it's just, it really reminds me what did I tell my friend the other day? I was like, I don't know if you remember from back in the day, Reggie and the full effect. Uh, very Reggie in the full effect, but without vocals and just super, oh, super technical, a little bit of synth mixed in with it, but like metal synth, it's really good intervals. Um, yeah. they're wonderful background music. Um, mm. and cause so, I'm, I'm one of those people when if I'm doing something for work or, or trying to get something, you know, prepared for, you know, just doing things that I'm trying to be productive at. If there are words, I'll start listening to the words and get distracted. Same get distracted and, I, and I, I can't I have to go back and read something five times because I can't yep. stop listening to the words so no I'm exactly the same so like in that in that sense synth wave and and things like uh things like intervals and uh uh what's that other band I like so much uh infinity shred like not, stuff without vocals is just wonderful because it, it doesn't distract me mm-hmm. as much um it helps you tune other things out but stay focused on the task at hand Another band that I'm late, very, very late to the game on, and I've been obsessed with. Lately. I knew about them, but I never really. I was, I was always kind of like, "What's the big deal? Who cares?" Ghost. I've been loving Ghost a lot. Ghost is amazing. I know. I don't know what took me so long to get here, but here I am. Hello, oh, dudes. I mean, I, I was late to the game, and I came in when fucking like Meteora came out. Yeah. Um. My all-time favorite band, though, is the Acacia Strain. I love Acacia Strain. They're just so heavy. And Vincent's such a fucking weirdo. And he's... He streams. Does he really? Yeah. Vincent from the Acacia Strain fucking streams. He does a lot of, like, retro stuff. Really? He's just, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that dude is out there. And I love him. Yeah, I mean, they're, I've seen they're, them probably like six times. I've never seen them live, but there was a moment where it was like I couldn't stop listening to them, and I couldn't stop listening to like "Bury Your Dead." Like I couldn't stop listening to those two bands. Bury your fucking dead. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. can't not stomp your feet to those guys. It's fucking crazy. I have probably hurt a lot of people to that. <laughs> it's I uh. Have, I I can't deny the fact that I've probably hurt people to the Acacia Strain a lot. Mm. I'm not denying that. <laughs> I've caused if a I've lot of pain. You, if I've hurt you, you are not not able to get financial compensation. <laughs> I'm incredibly I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, what you, what are you? Sorry. What are you watching? What you got on the TV? Um. So. 
honestly, a lot of what I watch is just YouTube stuff. I just watch a lot of. I just I I, I consume a lot of YouTube content, mm-hmm. but um, one thing me and Chelsea have been doing is uh, rereading the Harry Potter series and watching the movies after we're done. Oh, yep. And that's great because I'll literally just read it to her the whole fucking time. And then after we are done, we just watch the movie. But also, we just rewatched the entire True Blood series. Wow. There is so much nudity in that show. It's oh, an, my it's, God. Well, it's an HBO show. I think it's a rule. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm um, just like, titties. <laughs> there they are. Look. Look. Um, on a similar front, HBO-wise, we've been... Uh, I've I've watched the first season. Wife had never seen any of it, so I was like, "All right, fuck it. I'm starting over. We're gonna watch this all the way through, and then watch the accompanying movie." Uh, HBO's Deadwood. Mm. I've heard good things about Deadwood. Oh my god! Um, I heard it's pretty much just like one of the best TV like westerns that's been put out there. It is, um, and so and and this me and me and my wife like to sit there and pick shows apart sometimes so we'll we do a lot of like unless we're watching with a big group we'll do a lot of pause that i, I want to that shit. pause this i want to talk to you about it. so what we've noticed is the way that the dialogue is written and the way <clears> that the language is um not just the fact they say cocksucker all the time right um but the way the dialogue is written and and, and acted out is like 50 percent out west badass and 50 percent shakespeare it's ridiculously awesome. Oh, shit. It feels so Shakespeare. Once she pointed that out, I couldn't stop hearing it. I was like, you're fucking right. They are speaking like they spoke in the West. Shakespearean. But it's very Shakespearean. And then you start drawing these parallels between, well, this guy is a lot like this Shakespeare character. And it turns out, like, apparently there's a lot of theory out there about the way they wrote this and how it's supposed to be okay. semi-Shakespearean. Um not all of it matches up, but there's a good bit of it that does. You can usually draw a parallel to something. Um, but I, I would highly suggest giving that a shot. It's yeah, we, I, I, I want to start watching it. I, I've always, I always see like it on the recommended page of like HBO go. You ever watch something um, and you're like, why did I take so long to get here? <laughs> yes. Ooh, oh, I hate a that lot. feeling, but it's such, it's nice to know like, well, I got three seasons and a movie I can watch now. So this is great. It's <laughs> we binging yeah yeah so we try we try to and and that's another thing i've actually um we brought this up a good bit on on the stream when we're talking about tv shows and shit like i've gotten to where i like to partial binge stuff i try to let myself digest a little Mm -hmm. bit more rather than being like what's happening next what's happening next because i feel like there's there is a certain charm to having that buffer time between episodes where you can just kind of like roll Mm -hmm. around in your head like huh Okay, and you don't get that immediate satisfaction of knowing, well, how do they get out of this cliffhanger? You know, you get the let's th- let's talk about it and think about it. It's kind of nice. Um, yeah, but there are nights where we'll sit there and watch four in a row. And it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens. Um, what else did I? Add? I was oh, as far as listening, uh, a buddy of mine uh, who's Nashville based started a new uh, podcast called Music City Murder, and he's just each episode. He's, he's only got one episode out now. I think it just came out last week. Uh, he's been on the podcast a couple of times. His name is uh, T. Blake Braddy. He's also a author, um, but uh, he started Music City Murder, which is just uh, he, he'll take one murder from the history of Nashville okay. and he'll kind of do a, a dive on it. 
That's actually kind of sick. It's it's pretty cool. The logo's kind of awesome. He had that custom made and stuff. Like it's okay. it's pretty excellent. So Music City Murder, um, just Music Nashville City Murder. Yep, Nashville based uh, murders at, uh, throughout their history. So kind of cool okay, to okay. check out. To check out. I can thoroughly dig that. I can dig it. Um, God, man, I, I appreciate it. It's been over two hours. I, I appreciate you hanging out with me today, man. No, I appreciate you inviting me. Like this, this has been a blast. Absolutely, An absolute and, fucking blast. And uh, and like I said before, we even got started. Feel free to reach out at any point. I'm sure I'll have some questions mm. audio wise. I mean, yeah, dude. Like my I, DMs are always open. I'm gonna slide into those DMs. Oh, you better. <laughs> uh, you are bust. <laughs> Wait. Well, and bust. And bust. Absolutely. Um, at Jay Brucifer for Twitter and Instagram, and Jay Brucifer on uh, on Twitch. What what nights are you normally on? For so people know, um, I am on Mondays and Thursdays at seven p.m. PST, uh-huh. and on Sundays at two p.m. PST. Fuck yeah, check him out, dude. It's it like honestly, some of the stuff that he does visually is is there's you can tell there's a lot of care and work put into it, and it's and it's well worth checking out and. It's a blast. Like honestly, you turn you can turn on his stream, crack a beer, and just laugh about it. Just belly laugh. Exactly. It's it's like, so fun. I say half half of my stuff is care and half is stupidity. <laughs> one half care, one half stupidity. All parts cat. Pepper's the best. If yep. you didn't watch this on YouTube, we got a lot of pepper ass. It's wonderful. Pep ass. Pep ass. Isn't that right, Pepper? <laughs> You're showing your ass to the internet. <laughs> oh my yeah, she was. goodness. I appreciate it. Let me close this show out and I'll be right back to you, buddy. Okay. All right. There he is, everyone. Jay Brucifer. If you want to check him out, it's at Jay Brucifer on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to check him out on Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash Jay Brucifer. He's a wonderful dude. Please, please check him out. Uh, I'll also put links up for those things at lopezradio.com which is, uh, of course, where the show lives. And if you want to follow the show, it's at Lopez Radio on all social media. And I stream on Twitch every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. All right? We'll see you then. Twitch.tv slash Lopez Radio. See you guys next time.